This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good morning. It is Wednesday, December the 8th. This is the morning edition of News Watch on KVOM. I'm Eric Tyler, and we have got fair skies and 31 degrees in Moralton. Expecting a high near 56 this afternoon under mostly sunny skies, but increasing clouds tonight, lower around 39, but warmer temperatures to move through the end of the week. 68, the expected high tomorrow, then 77 on Friday. There's a 50% chance of rain, though, on Friday. Then we'll get back down to mid-50s for highs for Saturday and Sunday. We approach 7.32 now on KVOM. We want to congratulate today's employee of the day on this Wednesday. It's Alicia Stanford, employee of Kids First in Marlton, and she will receive a rose and a bud vase from Hearts and Flowers, a small catfish dinner from the Marlton Drive-In, a free car wash from Triangle Car Wash, a gift certificate from McGee Jewelers, and a half dozen cupcakes from Make Me a Cake. She'll also go into the drawing for the Employee of the Month. The winner of that receives a pedigree ham, five-day pass to Marlton Community Center, gift certificate to Ellie's Mexican Grilling, gift certificate to McNeil Farms Premium Beef. We have a number of obituary announcements this morning. William H. Morrow Jr., age 63, of Morrillton, passed away November 28th. Private services will be held at a later date. Service and arrangements are by Rosewood Cremation and Funeral of Conway. Marlene Wallace Angry, age 88, of Conway, passed away Sunday. Private service will be at a later date. Arrangements by Harris Funeral Home of Morrillton. Virgil Ray Byers, age 57, of Little Rock, passed away Sunday. Memorial services will be at a later date. Those arrangements by Harris, funeral home of Marlton. Marianne Voss Metter, age 74, of Marlton, passed away Tuesday. Marianne was an avid volunteer throughout her travels and was instrumental in forming many local organizations to help those in need. She survived by her son, Scott Metter, of Conway, daughter Tamara Caps of Hensley, Sisters Jenny Voss and Kathy Zimmerman, brother Randy Voss, and two grandchildren. Arrangements are by Harris Funeral Home of Marlton. Lucille Innes Molloy, age 95, of the Buttermilk Community, passed away Saturday. Funeral service will be at 10 o'clock this morning at St. Joe Freewell Baptist Church with Reverend Donnie Hanna and Reverend Jamie Burris officiating. Burial will be held in St. Joe's Cemetery under the direction of Limley Funeral Service of Atkins. Ruby Faye Howard, age 94, of Marlton, passed away Monday. She retired from Marlton Plastics Corporation and was a member of Smith Springs Free Will Baptist Church. Ruby survived by one brother, Dean Flowers, several nieces and nephews, and very dear friends, Kenneth and Mary Ann Brown. Funeral services will be 2 p.m. Thursday at New Hope Church at Sunnyside with Dr. Thomas Flowers officiating. Burial will be at Pleasant Hill Cemetery by Harris Funeral Home of Marlton. Family will receive friends one hour prior to service. Family would like to give a special thanks to Kenneth and Mary Ann Brown at Kelly Sigler, Sunnyside New Hope Church, and Hospice Home Care. Arrangements are by Harris Funeral Home. Martha Ann Harold Robinson, age 74, of North Little Rock, died Friday. She was a homemaker and business owner and member of Bethel Community Church. She survived by her sons Jason Robinson, Gregory Robinson, and Jeff Robinson, daughter Jamie Lynn Baldrige, ten grandchildren, two sisters, and numerous nieces, nephews, family, and friends. Funeral services for Martha Ann Harold Robinson will be 2 p.m. Friday at Harris Chapel with Brother Larry Brock officiating. 
Burial will be at Friendship Cemetery. The family will receive friends one hour prior to service. Arrangements are by Harris Funeral Home of Marlton. Robert Bob Arnold Norman, age 73, of Saugahatchee, died Tuesday. He was a member of First United Methodist Church in Brinkley, where he grew up and spent the majority of his life before moving to Saugahatchee, where he called home for the last several years. Bob was survived by his wife, Brenda Norman, of Saugahatchee, two sons, Bill Norman and Jeff Norman, four grandchildren, all of Bentonville, one brother, one nephew, and one niece, along with many, many friends. Memorial services for Bob Norman will be 2 p.m. Monday at Bob Neal and Sons Funeral Home Chapel in Marlton with Brother Jimmy Dale Jones officiating. Service and arrangements are by Bob Neal and Sons Funeral Home of Marlton. 7.36 now in KVOM with fair skies and 31 degrees in Marlton. Newswatch continues in just a moment. Petty Jean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Petty Jean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Petty Jean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Petty Jean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. It is 737. This is Newswatch on KVOM. The University of Central Arkansas honored longtime executive administrator and Menifee resident and town alderman Ronnie Williams by renaming the Campus Student Center to the Ronnie Williams Student Center. That name was unveiled in a special ceremony on campus this past Friday. The UCA Board of Trustees voted to rename the building at its August 2021 meeting. At that time, UCA President Houston Davis thanked Williams for his dedicated service to the university. The Ronnie Williams Student Center houses a food court, student meeting rooms, offices for the Student Government Association, a convenience store, KUCA radio station, and other student-focused facilities. For more than three decades, Williams was a pillar of the UCA campus community. He began his career at UCA in 1980 as Assistant Dean of Students and was the first black person to serve at the executive level at UCA. In 1990, he became Director of Minority Affairs, and in 1992, he was named Assistant to the President. Williams became Vice President of Student Services in 1996. His role expanded to include Chief Diversity Officer in 2013. Williams retired earlier this year, and an endowed scholarship in his name was announced this year. The Ronnie Williams Scholarship provides support to full-time students who are active participants in a recognized student organization with preference given to students in a leadership role with a 2.5 GPA or above. Investigation into a threat made on a gaming site by an individual from Pottsville has continued the past two days, according to the Pottsville Police Department. Officers say they appreciate the cooperative effort of multiple law enforcement agencies and law professionals, which include the FBI, Arkansas State Police, Pope County Sheriff's Department, 5th Judicial District, and Pottsville School District Police. Due to the broadness and vagueness used in the threat, Pottsville police say there will be no charges filed at this time. They say the law does not support an arrest given the current evidence investigators have obtained. They add that the investigation is still ongoing and if any changes occur, they will release that information as soon as possible. A stronger law enforcement presence will remain on school grounds for the near future. And authorities say that is in order to provide comfort for students and parents and is not due to any additional security concern. Local law enforcement officers announced a record amount of money raised for this year's Shop of the Cop program. Each year at Christmas time, the Conway County Sheriff's Office and Marlton Police Department team up to raise funds to help needy children in the community. 
Sheriff Mike Smith says this year's effort far exceeded any of the previous year's fundraising. Well, we've been very fortunate this year. We raised uh, just a little over $30,000, which is going to help provide for 70 kids throughout the county that will be able to do and participate in Shop with Cop. Uh, and we're going to feed hopefully 27 families. The biggest year we've had, almost double what we've done last year. The sheriff says the best part of the program comes this Saturday when the officers spend the day shopping with the children for items on their Christmas wish list. We're going to kick it off around 9 a.m. We all look forward to that every year just to get out and, and uh, get to spend some time with the children out there. Take them shopping. The money needed to make Cop with Cop happen comes from donations from the community, officers paying money to grow beards during November and December, and from a gun raffle and the Sheriff's Office and Marlton Police Department want to thank everyone who helped support the event this year. The Marlton Police Department on Tuesday announced the arrest of two suspects in connection to a series of thefts. Authorities say Katie Lund and Joshua Peoples are both being charged with thefts that occurred at a number of locations in downtown Marlton. On Monday, the department asked for help from the public in identifying a suspect vehicle that was believed to be connected to the theft of several Christmas items and announcing those arrests. Investigators thank the public for their assistance in the case. Despite recording 10 new cases, the number of active cases of coronavirus in Conway County actually declined by 5 on Tuesday. The Arkansas Department of Health reports there are now 60 active cases in the county. Six new cases were recorded in Perry County, where the number of active cases increased by two for the day to 33. Statewide, 932 new cases were recorded Tuesday, and the number of active cases increased by 252 from the previous day. During his weekly update on Tuesday, Governor Asa Hutchinson noted the sharp increase in the number of active cases from this time last week. Compared to last week, in terms of our active cases, we have 1,700 more active cases this week than last week, and we have 48 more current hospitalizations. And when you see uh, for an extended period of time our active cases going up, you know that the deaths are a lagging indicator that they will increase over time. The Health Department reported 24 additional deaths in Arkansas on Tuesday. One positive from Tuesday's update, according to the governor, is that vaccine distribution was strong with over 17,000 doses administered over the previous 24 hours. 7.42 now on KVOM. Time for our morning business report. Here is Jenny Knight with Edward Jones Investments in Marlton. On Wall Street, sentiment continued to improve this week, with equity markets up sharply on Tuesday, adding to Monday's gains. The key catalyst was headlines suggesting symptoms of the Omicron variant may be less severe than originally feared, easing concerns over a potential new wave of pandemic restrictions that would hurt the economy. This stoked renewed risk appetite and cyclical optimism, with the energy, technology, and consumer discretionary sectors leading, small caps outperforming, and oil prices and global equities also trading higher today. The Dow closed at 35,719, up 492 points. NASDAQ closed at 15,686, up 461 points. Volume was heavy as 1.1 billion shares traded hands on the big board. Taking a look at stocks of interest to Arkansans, AT&T was down $0.20 cents at $23.08. Bank of America was up $0.56 cents at $44.71. Centerpoint Energy was up $0.16 cents at $27.88. Deere & Company was up $6.83 at $361.34. Energy Corporation was down $0.07 cents at $104.85. Under Armour was up $0.39 cents at $20.76. 
Simmons Bank was down $0.54 cents at $29.92. Regions Financial was up $0.43 cents at $22.87. Southwestern Energy was up $0.13 cents at $5.04. Tyson Foods was up $0.49 cents at $83.97. Walmart was down $0.45 cents at $138.55. Live Ramp was up $1.59 at $48.05. Interpublic Group was up $0.70 cents at $35.43. NextEra Energy was up $1.26 at $90.41. Natural Gas was up $0.07 at $3.73. Precious Metals were higher. Gold was up $5.70 at $1,785.20. Silver was up $0.27 at $22.53. I am Jenny Knight, Branch Office Administrator with Edward Jones, Doug Cahill's office, North Moose Street, downtown Moralton. Thank you, Jenny. On our community calendar, a reminder again that due to a staff shortage, Conway County Library's bookmobile will not be running routes again, for at least for the foreseeable future. Mount Pleasant Missionary Baptist Church in the Hill Creek community north of Plummerville is having its final monthly community outreach of the year tonight from 5.30 to 7.30. Food boxes, clothing, and prayer will be offered. A meal will be served for all those who arrive between 5.30 and 6.30. The Conway County Retired Teachers Association will meet tomorrow at 10 a.m. in the Moralton Area Chamber of Commerce. Conway County Cattlemen's Association also meets Thursday, 6 p.m. in the Multipurpose Building at the Fairgrounds in Moralton. The Arkansas Minority Health Commission's Mobile Health Unit will be set up in the alley behind the Conway County Care Center in downtown Moralton this Friday from 9.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Free screenings for cholesterol, blood pressure, glucose, BMI, and oxygen will be offered, along with free health education. The monthly singing at the Hattieville Community Center will take place this Friday at 6 p.m. And the CHI St. Vincent Moralton Auxiliary is holding a drawing for a Christmas gift basket on uh, December 21st will be the drawing. Those tickets are available a dollar each or six for five dollars. You can get those from any auxiliary member or from the hospital front desk or gift shop. 746 now on KVON. Fair skies, 31 degrees in Moralton. Newswatch continues with sports and weather coming up. Petty Jean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Petty Jean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Petty Jean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Petty Jean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. In sports, Moralton's senior girls and boys have both advanced to the semifinals of the Pettigrew Classic Basketball Tournament at Devil Dog Arena. The Lady Devil Dogs beat Maumelle 64-28 in their first-round game on Tuesday with Junior Shine Kemp earning Player of the Game honors with 25 points. The boys beat Sylvan Hills 56-50 with senior Julian Brockman being named Player of the Game. Both Marlton teams will play in the semifinals on Thursday. Consolation games in that tournament will be played tonight. The action starts at 4 p.m. with a girls game between Greenbrier and Hot Springs Lakeside. That's followed at 5.15 by a boys game between Maumel, Charter, and BB at 6.30 p.m. The girls game between Maumel and uh, the loser of Tuesday's Russell Bryant matchup. And at 7.45 tonight, a boys game between Sylvan Hills and Jacksonville. 
Junior Imadola had 14 points and 7 rebounds, and senior Halen Holzman had 13 points and 10 rebounds, but Sacred Hearts senior girls dropped a tough 1A4 conference game to Guy Perkins 56-53 last night in Morrillton. The Lady Knights fall to 7-3 overall, 2-2 in conference play with that loss. The senior boys game was never close as Guy Perkins ran away from the Knights early on their way to an 85-39 win. Junior Avery Pettengill led the Knights with 20 points in the loss that dropped Sacred Heart's record to 2-8 overall, 1-3 in the conference. Sacred Heart was able to avoid the sweep with a 28-24 win in the Junior Girls game behind 10 points from Haley Larson. Sacred Heart continues at conference play against Western Yale County on Friday. Junior Sam Reynolds scored 20 points and one of views at Senior Boys improved their overall record this season to 15-0 with a 73-27 win over Scranton in 1A4 conference play last night in Wonderview. Seniors Caleb Squires and David Blackwell added 11 points apiece for the Daredevils who improved to 4-0 in conference play. Senior girls picked up their 12th win of the season and improved to 3-1 in the conference with a 50-25 win over the Lady Rockets. Junior Abby Baker led Wonderview with 12 points in the game. Sophomore Layla Terry followed with 10. Wonderview also won the Junior girls game at 19-12. Wonderview will continue conference play on Friday night at Guy Perkins. Two Bigelow High School football players have been named finalists for the 2021 Farm Bureau Insurance Awards, which honor Arkansas's top offensive player, defensive player, and coach of the year for each classification. Hunter Alexander is a finalist for Class 2A Offensive Player of the Year, along with Colton Lau of Poen and Quincy McAdoo of Clarendon. Caden Terrell is a finalist for the 2A Defensive Player of the Year, along with McCrory's Reed Kennedy Equipment's at Will Litton. The award winners will be announced Monday, December 13th. J.D. Note had 23 points and 10 rebounds to lead the 12th-ranked Arkansas men's basketball team to an 86-66 win over Charlotte on Tuesday night in Fayetteville. Devo Davis followed with 18 points and 8 assists, and Jalen Williams scored 15 for the Razorbacks, who improved their record to 9-0. The Hogs will take on Oklahoma and Tulsa on Saturday. 8.51 now as we look at weather on this Wednesday morning. Current conditions in Marlton, humidity is at 93% with calm winds, barometric pressure at 30.1 inches. Low temperature this morning, 29 degrees. High yesterday was 49. A year ago today, the low was 29, the high of 64. No rain the last 24 hours at KVOM, total for the year 42.88 inches. Our sunset this evening is 4.59. Sunrise tomorrow morning at 7.07. And forecast Calls for sunny skies today, afternoon high near 56 degrees, then increasing clouds tonight with a low around 39. Mostly cloudy day tomorrow, but a high near 68. Slight chance of showers by Thursday night, low in the mid-50s, and then high near 77 on Friday with a 50% chance of rain, cooling back down a bit for the weekend. Saturday and Sunday look for highs in the mid-50s. Right now we have fair skies, still at 31 degrees in Moralton. 7.52 now on KVOM. Newswatch continues in just a moment. Petty Jean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Petty Jean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Petty Jean State Bank is right in town 
always in touch. Patty Jean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Hey, it's time for a close-up segment this morning, and we are joined by Dr. Marta Lloyd, Executive Director and CEO of the Winthrop Rockefeller Institute. It's just announced she will be retiring at the end of March 2020. So, Dr. Lloyd, thank you, first of all, for taking the time to catch up with us this morning. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. All right, so it's pretty pretty big news came out, I guess, Monday of this week, and you've been uh, leading the Institute there since 2014, I understand. And, uh, you know, talk about the decision to retire. Why why now or why at, at the end of March, uh, you know, are, are, you, are you making this decision? Well, you know, as you said, I've been here uh, working for eight years. Um, prior to this, uh, working at the University of Arkansas Fort Smith in a leadership position there, so 22 years in a um, leadership position with lots of uh, demands and responsibilities, and uh, it just it feels like a good time. Uh, I'm really proud of where the institute is. I feel like it's well positioned for uh, someone to come in and you know, take it to the next level, bring new energy and, and um, vision for the Institute. And um, so it just, it just felt like a good time. Why March? Uh, my husband and I are retiring on the same day. So um, that, that kind of helped me pick a date uh, between March and June. I knew it would be this year, but uh, we're looking forward to spending more time together and uh, a little less structured. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's awesome. That's good that you uh, will get to do that together. So uh, then tomorrow, yeah. so that's great. And uh, looking back on what, what will, uh, I guess, ultimately will be eight years at the Institute, what, you know, what are some, some things that you got accomplished that, that you're proud of? Um. Well, of course, one of the obvious things that I'm most proud of, uh, whenever I came to the Institute in 2014, we were receiving an annual grant from the Winthrop Rockefeller Charitable Trust, um, and, it, and it helped to offset uh, a large percentage of our operation cost, um, but we were not really guaranteed a future, you know, being funded year to year. And sometimes they would extend the, extend the um, agreement to, you know, two years or three years. But still, um, I felt like it made it difficult to have a vision for the future, to invest in the property here, to invest and recruit top talent. And so it became a major focus of mine to tried to secure permanent funding uh, for the Institute, which is a nonprofit organization. Um, so we rely on, we re- rely on um, private funds in order to accomplish our mission. So in 2018, uh, after six years of working uh, very closely with the Winthrop Rockefeller Charitable Trust um, and my board, my uh, board of directors, we were able to secure a very generous gift uh, from them of over $100 million, which is um, uh, uh, invested in an endowment at the University of Arkansas Foundation. 
And so we don't have access to that, uh, the full uh, corpus of that money, but we get um, a percentage of, uh, spend that we can spend uh, every year, which pretty much equals the annual grant that we were being awarded. So the difference being we will get it, the Institute will get it every year in, in perpetuity. So there is a secure future there. And I'm really proud of that. It was, it was difficult, um, but, but worthwhile, and um, I feel good about it. I think we have had a responsibility to Winthrop Rockefeller. He left uh, the preponderance of his, his estate uh, to charity and through the Winthrop Rockefeller Charitable Trust, and I felt a great responsibility to um, take that generous philanthropy and allow it to work uh, in a way that would continue his legacy to help Arkansas, the people, the organizations in the state and beyond. I guess one other thing, um, you know, if I had to narrow it down that I'm extremely proud of is um, helping the Institute clarify their purpose. Um, Institute, you know, the, the directive, I guess, uh, when it was established in 2005 was very broad and essentially just said, honor the legacy of Winthrop Rockefeller. Well, that was, that's a big legacy. That's a, he, he, he accomplished so much. There's so many ways to interpret that. But what we did was really look, yes, we looked at what he did, but we specifically looked at how he did it. How was Winthrop Rockefeller able to create the transformational change in Arkansas that he did? And so we looked at his, you know, his family history, you know, how his upbringing, his uh, values, the things he cared about and participated, and especially how he approached what seemed to be intractable problems, sure. very difficult issues that he took on when he was uh, governor and even head of the Arkansas Economic Development Commission in Arkansas. Um, you know, his approach was bring these bring bring these folks together on from all different sides of the issue. You know, provide them with excellent hospitality, make them feel at home, give them a safe place to talk across their differences, and work together uh, to, to solve problem, the problems that we, are, we all are facing. Yeah. Um, so that's what we do, and I'm really proud of that. Everyone on our staff knows, um, understands our mission, and understands their role in helping us to accomplish it, whether they work in the kitchen or on the grounds or on our facilitation team, our marketing department, whichever, wherever you work, housekeeping, um, everyone understands uh, where we're going. And they will say, this is one of the reasons why I love working here, because I feel like my work has meaning, my work has a purpose. So I'm very proud of that. That was not the case when I came. Sure. You, you talk about, um, I guess, the decision going back to 2014, decision to, to come to, to the Institute. You had been 
as you mentioned, at the uh, University of Arkansas, Fort Smith, for a number of years and administration position there. But w- what initially drew you to uh, Winthrop Rockefeller Institute? <laughs> well, that's a great question. Um, so I had been to the Institute uh, as a as a conference client, if you will. I, as uh, executive director for the University of Arkansas Fort Smith Foundation, we were in the middle of a $50 million major gifts campaign, and we were, we were stuck um, after going through the, you know, housing crisis in 2008-2009. People weren't giving, and um, the university needed to finish the campaign because, you know, we need to help students. And so I brought my board up to the Institute. It was a, you know, it's a part of the University of Arkansas system. It's a beautiful place to get away and allow the board to focus on, you know, what, how we were going to move forward. So I experienced the hospitality, the beauty, the history. So I was drawn to that. But once I, once we finished our major gifts campaign, and I'd been at the university for 17 years, yeah. um, I just felt um, I had something else to give. I wanted the opportunity to lead my own organization and um, found this at, right at this, right at that time, uh, this job was posted um, on their website and I called the board chair and I just, we talked about what are they looking for? And it felt like just a great fit for the, the skills that I had built and could offer to the Institute. I was very, um, drawn to Winthrop Rockefeller's life, um, and the things he cared about. And I was drawn to this beautiful place and, the opportunities to make a difference here. All right. Well, you have have done that, and uh, congratulations <laughs> again on your uh, re- upcoming retirement. And and thank you certainly for your for your service and everything you've done there for the for the Rockefeller Institute. Well, thank you. It's been it's been an opportunity of a lifetime. I will say, mm-hmm. I've, I feel very fortunate to have had the opportunity to work here and live up here and. Um, be involved in some of the work that we've been able to do. All right. Well, Dr. Marta Lloyd, we uh, again, thank you so much for joining us this morning. And uh, the, once again, congratulations and, and best wishes in your upcoming retirement. Thank you very much. Thanks for the opportunity to visit with you today. Once again, Dr. Marta Lloyd, retiring Executive Director, CEO of the Winthrop Rockefeller Institute, effective March 31st, 2022, joining us on Close Up this morning. You've been listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition.